All right. Well, we've got enough time to sneak in our uh, email segment. Uh, I tell you what, we do take lessons from other podcasts. Stay tuned because after the email segment, we're going to cook. We're going to teach you how to cook a lamb roast. That will help build our numbers up too. Uh, <laughs> it's an unhealthy obsession. What are you on about? I, ju- I think. Well, I think. We pinch many of our ideas. One of my favourite podcasts is Sounding Board, but they have some very interesting ways of bumping up their numbers. They had someone <laughs> oh, sorry, giving, a recipe, yeah, had someone giving a recipe. Is that Damien Barrett's favourite lamb roast or something? Something like that. But I admire. I'm in admiration. Don't think I'm being negative, Joel. Not everything I do. Not unhealthy obsession. Uh, let's go to our first emailer, please. This one's from Paul Lawrence. Why don't wingers stay on their man? Sure, I didn't play at the highest level, but over 300 bush games tell me, number outside in and jam them. Thank you, Gibbo. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Paul. I, um, I actually raised this with a coach recently, and you're seeing a lot of tries where particular Dragons have made so many mistakes on their left with that very thing where they jam in. I think there's a case against some teams, the way they play, is to play netball defence. So in netball, you're just marking that one person. And I think there's it's worth trialling where you just stay on your winger and then it's um, upon those inside you to fill the gap. A lot of teams are quite clever on the scrum plays, so they'll actually stand much wider than their opponent, banking on the scrum to fill in the gap. So, Paul, it's, it's not the worst idea. I, it's an idea that I've had also, but... You have to probably trial it. I'd have to trial it before I'd be totally wedded to it. Well, that's you know, you that's your sixty-minute game and your twelve aside. That's, that's where right. you do it for that's those right. that want to listen to the main body. But isn't the centre <laughs> isn't the centre also? Resp- I mean, the winger gets the bad rap, but doesn't the centre bugger him up half the time because he's the one that comes in, and and then and then the winger's sort of stuck because the centre's left him high and dry, so the winger's got to jam in with him. Yeah, is it, is it the hardest position to defend, centre, in your, yeah, in your opinion? I mean, played it. And that's why yeah. you see with the Clearies, if there's a change at all in that particular position, they just hammer relentlessly it. hammer it. So um, that's why I think the Sharks might even go after Talungi. It's such the winger position and the centre position are very, it's not so easy to transfer. So who, who's going to be on that side? Uh, Talungi's going to be on the left. So you're looking at um, Ramian. And those types of players. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, thank you, Paul. What are we doing as we record Matildas tonight? You've said you're doing a a little home. I believe they party. call it a uh, watch party. Dan. So we're just watching the game. You're watching the, the what we've labelled this now. We've labelled. I've coined. This. I've coined that one, just like some other phrases. Okay, a watch party. A few beers. See what night takes for, us. Yeah. Copying people's terms. Oh, right. That sounds like fun. What are you doing? You're going to be watching at home with the kids. Who's who's into it? The the girls or the boys into the material? Uh, I reckon. I bet the boys are into it just as much as the girls. Yeah, they're all pretty much into it. We're going to a friend's house. Last time. Watch party. Yep. We call it a barbecue, but yeah, 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 yeah. It's all right. Yeah. What, so what happened last time is we'd left, and I'm not drinking, so I'm driving, come around the corner, and there's this body passed out on this lawn, and I, I thought this person might be dead, you know. So, so I'm about to go wake them up, and then Kobe said, no, 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 don't, don't touch them. Let's let's get the boys who were at the barbecue with. So they jumped in the back car, go get him. I said, mate, are you all right? He goes, oh. He goes, I nearly made it, right? I said, where do you live, mate? And he was in a horrible state, poleaxed. He goes, oh, I'm about 500 metres down the road. 
I said, well, mate, jump in the back of the car and I'll take you home. So I've put the window right down because clearly if he's going to do an up and under or something, mm. so he's in the back and he's not making any sense and driving him down the hill. And I said, here you go, champ. And he gave me the address and he said, oh, this will do, this will do, this will do. I said, mate, no, that's not your house. Your house is further down here. He goes, no, 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 stop here, stop here, stop here. So he gets out and uh, the window's still down and Gabby goes, oh, did you smell that? And my smell is not good after playing footy. So he's out of the car, but he's still right next to the open window. Oh. And Kobe goes, he's shat himself. <laughs> and then this head pops back in the thing goes, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> then he wanders down the, the thing and the car sort of smelled a bit. And sure enough, oh, no. there, oh. there was some remnants on the oh. back seat of the car. Oh, what a story. Yeah. So I'm hoping, not to, I'm hoping not to see him again tonight. Can you stop letting strangers into your yeah. home and in, in, in your car as Did well? Did you notice the tiny little detail? He champed him. Ah. I champed him? You champed him. Oh, did I? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't champ him at the time, but maybe it was a post-champ. Well, he champed you're you too really nice. in the back I've seat. Said, I've said to you many <clears> times, you're too nice. I was worried he was dead, good. firstly. Uh... Do you, are you running a market tonight on... You're not allowed to anymore, are you, on the ratings for this game? Uh, good question. No, I think TV ratings are still um, OK. While we're at it, while we're recording, let me just uh, double-check. Yes. But um, well, I thought... That, now, now, don't misinterpret me. I thought it was the numbers were disappointing for Saturday, only in this regard. It doesn't count people at sporting events mm. who are watching it on screens, people out and about. It was a bad time slot. So that was two and a half million metro. I don't know with all the but then streaming. They, they gave us a number that encapsulated all the live sites and pubs and stuff, didn't it? No. I thought I saw that. Well, that, that, like, that would have been the post number. But the number that comes out at 10 o'clock each morning, what I'm saying is I think two and a half undersold it dramatically. So I think we can get to four million metro. I think this is the biggest event since... I would have said the Sydney opening ceremony, but people say Kathy Freeman might have had more viewers for that particular event. Channel 7 did something very clever, and they're not going to correct themselves, right? So the penalty shootout was at 7. The official program was 7 News, because that's what was supposed to be on. And they're not going to correct that because now they can they can always say, hey, three million or whatever, mm. six million watched the shootout, but it'll fold into the Channel 7 averages at the end of the year, which is already number one and going to win the ratings. But that's like three times, three and a half times their normal Saturday night rating. So it's that's been, a bit of TV uh, creativity. It's been done to death, but we have to touch on Barnaby Joyce watching the <laughs> oh. the friendly. He had that rate on Channel 10. Just 50 people in that pub and that was it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Remember when Fox footy, this is many years ago, Sydney played West Coast. Well, it was 06. So it was a repeat of the 05. So Fox footy played the 05 game <laughs> and it had 50,000 viewers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what about Dan? You'd, you'd probably have the answer to this. And it's very un-Australian. But Channel 7 are dining out on one of the great deals oh, yeah. that they've done for the Matildas. Do you agree with me now? They haven't played enough games on fruit. They could have played more games on fruit away. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But, but that's not going to, no one's going to remember that. They, they, they've had a wonderful oh, 10 out of 10. Deal of the century. The rival networks, how, how do they genuinely feel about this game tonight? They're. Have you seen they've changed their programming? Yeah, give up. So the block is not on tonight. They've put in other programming. Whatever Channel 10 does, I think it's the one of the working dog shows. I like that they've done that. Yeah, they've just given up on the night. But, like but, this, but, is, this is proper 
Sydney Olympics just lay down your arms. The boomer, the Aussie boomers moved their game. The players actually pushed for that. So the question I'm asking, which is so un-Australian, and you hope it's not the case, but is there a part of the rival broadcasters who are almost pulling the tail of the Matildas? Mm. The what, the what, because what of the lose. success that Channel 7 are having yeah. on the back of this and are going to have even more so in a big final, yeah. is there any part of rival networks who maybe don't necessarily want to see a Matilda's victory? Oh, what, you, that, what a question. Of course they don't. Of course they don't. They want to see them get beat. <laughs> That's my, my question. Got, they're a business. Yeah, but they're also Australian watching oh, for, a major have you moment. Have seen the, um, the coin each player gets if, if they are to go on a winner? No. It's only like 400000 is it? Yeah. Uh, we have one more question, but I don't think we've got time. So thank you to everyone uh, for listening to this. Get them on site at sportsbet.com.au. Just one very quick one. Filthy Phil emailed in, wants to know when we're doing the, um, or has a date been set for the uh, grand final live uh, podcast. So that's one, that's one we have to take offline, as they say, Shug. Yes. Gibbo can organise it. What, what day? I'm thinking of Friday. Yeah, early, like a but we do our normal the on the big channel on the yep. Wednesday. Early Friday, we Arvo. Early Friday, Arvo. Are you all get the day off. You know what I could do? <laughs> no, what I could I can't do Friday because I've got kids sport. But if if we could do a, <laughs> I've never seen someone pick. No, I've got I've got an idea. Three. I mean, it's the most beautiful life balance, but it doesn't suit us. Okay, what do you think about <laughs> this, boys? What do you think about this? Where we, I think this will be a hit. They're hurrying us up in Melbourne, but anyway, on, on a Saturday before the grand final. We, we host a lunch and you got the AFL Grand Final. We tied in with the racing competition with all yeah. the punters there. Is there an earn in it? On the Saturday. <laughs> is there an earn in it? Yes. Yes, there is for you. Very, Sean, shake my head. We're in. Very invoice friendly. What do you think? Do you like that on love the it. Saturday? Love it. Beautiful. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bang.